Hey, this is Kelly from the Dolly Rocks. This is Joe Queer from the infamous Queers. Hey, Sweetie P. Martini. Hey, this is Indica Flowers. And you are listening to Our Brains Hurt. Our Brains Hurt. Our Brains Hurt. Losers. Well, they needed a jingle for the stupid little show, so they caught up the Jasons and we said, Fuck no. Then they caught us again and they gave us 20 bucks and we wrote them a song that said, Your podcast sucks. Then they gave us more money and they asked us really nice and we finally gave in and we said, All right, I'll write you a song, but it's gonna be a clone of a screeching weasel song that we heard a while ago. So we wrote them a jingle and it sounded really bad. It was the best little jingle that their podcast ever had, but the file got corrupted and the email didn't work. Now they're stuck without a jingle singing, I bring What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Our Brains Hurts. This episode is brought to you by Punkbox. Head over to punkboxrocks.com. That's punkboxrox.com for your monthly subscription service to punk rock merch. Everything you would find at a punk show, punk rock merch table at a punk show sent to your house once a month. This could include stickers, button patches, koozies, vinyl, cassettes, CDs, everything you could think of once a month. It's an awesome subscription service, punkboxrocks.com. This show is also brought to you by Merch Slut. Head over to MerchSlut.com for awesome band t-shirts, punk rock band t-shirts. Merch Slut gets her shirts directly from the band or the label. These are not cheap knockoffs. She also has a wide array of awesome punk rock merch. MerchSlut.com. Now, let's get to the show. All right, so tonight we are talking to Ryan from Blabbermouth Booking and Fanzine. Yeah, and, and numerous other things. Yeah. He seems to do a lot of things. So, you know, we <laughs> we yeah. got a lot to talk about. This should this should be a fun episode. Um, yeah. Ryan uh, had reached out reached out to us recently about booking a date um at the pie shop for the, the Manges East Coast tour. Um which which we have made happen. Uh so yes. that should be cool. I don't I don't think he's gonna be there for it, but uh, you know, <laughs> while yeah. we're talking to him <laughs> via via podcast. Right. You guys like it. We like it. One thing that has been announced is the allegedly records take over on March 25th. Pie shop. Get your tickets. Get your tickets now. You can go on the event page on Facebook or search yep. for it if you haven't been invited. Um, yeah, and you can buy tickets right through there. Yep. Or go I to pieshopdc.com. Yeah, I believe it's etix through there or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, or just go to the pie shop's website. You can buy tickets right through them. Yep. What are, what are, what are tickets for that one? 15? 15. Yeah. 15 bucks. Come on now. You got 15 bucks. You got in the world of inflation. It's you a Saturday got, night. It's a Saturday night. You probably booze. <laughs> yeah. You probably got a ton of things to do, but nothing better than this. That's right. Come on down to the pie shop. Get yourself some pie. Get yourself some booze. If you're single, Get yourself some of the love that you truly, truly deserve. Yeah, some of the other pie. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe you'll go. Maybe you'll go home with some strange. You don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe you'll find out that you were gay, and and you'll meet that that gay loved one. <laughs> you don't know. That's right. As Takashi says on Revenge of the Nerds, hair pie. 
And if you're already gay, <laughs> hey, maybe you'll find out that you were straight all along. There you go. Never know. And you'll go home with that certain loved one. You lock eyes with them. You didn't know until that moment. <laughs> oh, here I am. Goddamn. <laughs> I I really just want to put that dude's junk in my mouth. That's right. And here you are at the pie shop, and there's that dude. <laughs> and you, and you and you give a little cock gaze. That's right. And you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. That's something. Something. But you know what? It, something has awoken inside shit me. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> And I hate to say this right after this, what you just said, but Amy will be there from California too. <laughs> <laughs> well, not her. She's married. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. She'll be there. That's it. Yeah. That's a, that's a sacred union. We're getting we, to meet her. We do not mess with sacred unions right. here at OBH. Unless, unless you're in a cult, then you can go fuck yourself. Then your wife is already fucking the cult leader anyway, right. so it doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah, you already <laughs> gave her up. <laughs> or him. You know, and the, yeah. you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're an avid listener of this show, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm done with cults. I can never be done with cults. I, I almost want to continue that series. Um, we, well, we may as well. Or we may just start our own cult. We may. Uh, and this will be the broadcast. <laughs> I'll, give a, I'll give a little a, a little preview uh so he's been reading some books for the next little series with us mm. um so apparently a whole bunch of people out there have written books on how to profit off the apocalypse like underground bunkers and shit like that no 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 <laughs> no 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 these okay. are books about certain people's opinions you know totally legitimate people that wrote these books of course definitely not just random people that are writing books about if it's in a how, book it's true how to profit <laughs> off the apocalypse just no, like no, if it's this on tv like, it's true <laughs> yeah this, this is like the apocalypse business plan oh sweet and how you you can profit while everyone else I, dies suffers i don't know what the correct word nice. wording is there i didn't read the books but i'm sure oz will inform us is one of the books called Apocanomics? Because it should be. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm going to write that book now. Apoc- Maybe that'll be the ep- the name of that episode. I'm going to add this to my notes. Apocanomics. Yeah, what are my previous? What are my previous notes here? Oh, look, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> click, wait. That's the first time you've ever <laughs> seen click a pen. <laughs> Apoc- Let's see. Apoc. Uh, how 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 do you say you would spell this? Um, a P O C A nomics nomics yeah N O M I C S yeah yeah I got the nomics part apoconomics apoconomics I like it exclamation point I know it's important that way I don't yeah. do these notes <laughs> things too often <laughs> oh yeah see when I look back at that I'm gonna be like oh this one's got a this one this one right here this one's got an exclamation that. That means it's important. I should pay attention oh, yeah. to that one. Yeah. Is that anything like Reaganomics? I don't know. I don't know. I have to study apocanomics. Mm. Reaganomics is trickle-down economics, which so is like, the more money poor people, the more money rich people have, the more money they spend, which gets trickled down to the poor people. Right. So the one that doesn't work. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being, I'm being, as long as we're being clear here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? Good. How are you? I'm uh, um, fantastic, actually. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great to hear. You're down in Atlanta, correct? 
Atlanta, Georgia. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. You've been there your whole life? No, um, uh, Virginia until like 92. That's where I was oh. born. And then we came down here. So I lived in Michigan for a little while too, um, back in what, late, late 2000s. Where, so, where are you from in Virginia? Uh, Roanoke, Salem area. Oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm in Virginia. I'm a Virginian myself. Nice. Where are you I- from? Fredericks. Well, I'm originally from Arlington, but uh, I've been in Fredericksburg since like '94. So. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm near the Big Toe. That's where I was from. That's what we yeah. used to tell. Nice. <laughs> in, down, yeah, down near the toe of Virginia. It, it, yep. it can, it, it can get a little smelly down there. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I went back a couple, what, maybe ten years ago, for a visit, and uh, I remembered why I didn't want to ever come back. It was just, you know, Atlanta's great, but. Uh, <laughs> where you come from it's just weird it's just weird there i I know people that are still there you know from when i was a kid and uh i'm just glad i got to get out so yeah what well uh roanoke is actually kind of blowing up and has been for a few years now like uh it's it's become one of the most desirable places in virginia to live i don't know when when was last well, time it's funny it's funny because i've been seeing shows pop up there too because i always look at people's tour schedules and like the towns they are going to and stuff yeah. and um i keep seeing uh the flying panther skate shop over in roanoke popping up yeah, dude, uh, they, I think that's pretty pretty cool. They got a pretty rad little punk scene down there, actually. Nice. Like, it is it is nice. up and coming, and it is pretty cool. Yeah, Roanoke mm-hmm. put themselves on the map. Well, good for yeah. them. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> I got I got out when I was like oh, what, eleven or twelve years old, so you know. Oh, yeah, it's been. A- it is what it is. I I, I feel like Atlanta's home, so uh, we love it here. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta's a cool city. Yeah, absolutely. I've never been. I don't think. You've never been to Atlanta. No. You no, know I mean, were... I've been to the airport, but like never. <laughs> Everyone's been to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> I've been if... through Georgia. I mean, I've been to Savannah a couple times. Yeah, Savannah's a great city. Ron, you'll feel right at place or right at home in, in uh, Atlanta. The the traffic will comfort you. It's just like yeah, the traffic just, here. Just like D.C. <laughs> I, I, had, I had two and a half hours uh, worth of traffic today when I was driving in. Oh. I shouldn't have had it, but uh, it, it is what it is. Atlanta's Atlanta. Nobody's from Atlanta. You know that lives here, yeah. but uh, we all make it work. And our our actual our scene is uh, you know, we've had a great music scene on both sides. You know, the hip hop side and you know, hard rock, mm-hmm. punk rock stuff like that side. But it's just now gearing back up for the punks. You know, mm-hmm. metal took over for a little while, but uh, we we got some really great bands from you know in this region in the south, and um, they're 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 killing it all day long. So well, we got a great I, show this uh, coming up this Friday that we're doing um with uh, one of the local bands, the Hanging Judge. Um, Chris May, who plays in Hanging oh, Judge, used to play with yeah. Careers. Yeah, Cheeto. Yeah. So his band, you know, they're doing their uh, debut album release uh, show on uh, Friday, and we're putting it on. And oh, nice. I couldn't be prouder. These guys are some of the hardest working, best, best musicians, you know, that I've ever met in my life. I always had a great time playing Atlanta, man. Every every time I was ever down there, like fun, fun city. Well, you know, they, they keep shutting down our venues. But, yeah, you know, we, we only have like maybe two or three really left uh, that are, you know, good for, you know, the low level or mid level, like, you know, punk shows and stuff. You know, our favorite one, the Star Bar, you know, where we're having our show on Friday. That place has been around for 25 plus years. I mean, I started going to shows at that place and uh, it's like the hometown, like divey punk bar. And they're, uh, the you know, for urban sprawl, they're trying to uh, boot them out of their, their lease yeah. and uh, tear down the historic building and everything. So, What's what's that? um that diner that's like right off the highway that's like kind of is it called university or something like that oh oh uh, no varsity the varsity 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a, like a burger burger and hot dog place yeah yeah that place, that place rules yeah it's pretty good 
I mean, it'll kill you later on in the day, but uh, it's definitely. definitely <laughs> I'm not worried about the future. Oh, that shit will take care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> now we we got some we got some great stuff uh, going on here, and we hope to actually next year um, give uh, people that uh you know like the music that we like uh, uh, kind of a, a good enough reason to uh, make the trip down here. So we're gonna do some fun stuff next year. Awesome, good. and the, the queers call a home Atlanta home now, so. Oh yeah. Well, he's, he's been down here for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, he never, he never really bought into it, I guess, until like five or six years ago. Me and Joe were pretty close. We've been, we've known each other about 25 years or so. He's awesome. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. He's got a studio here in Marietta and, uh, you know, they're recording bands all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out some really great music and, you know, they're working the boards. They're actually my, uh, my oldest son, uh, Jack, who's uh, 19. He's going to be, uh, learning, uh, start learning production over there and, uh, studio stuff. Nice. And, uh, you know, pretty stoked nice. about that. That's awesome. Very cool. How do you guys feel about smoking on on air? Is that okay? Oh, that's totally yeah. cool. Yeah, we don't um we don't put video out for this. It's just the audio. Yeah. We just oh cool okay great yeah yeah, yeah we we just like to have face to face conversations because yeah. we feel like they they're better face to face than it is just like blank blank and yeah, you know, yeah. just knowing. <laughs> well, I agree. I mean, I'm the guy that still picks up the phone and calls people. You know, yeah. it's like people text me too much. I'll pick up the phone. I'll yeah. fucking call you, and uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a dying art well that's how you know people are serious i think sometimes you know I, I i work in a business where you know i have to talk to people and deal with people and try to win them over to my my ideas you know all the mm-hmm. time so uh, it's it's very easy to not answer an email or you know give it a quick you know little curt response but uh if i keep calling you you know you're either gonna block me or you're gonna answer it eventually and we're gonna talk <clears throat> talk about blabbermouth um how it started when it started and uh what you got going on it's actually it's actually a kind of a fun little story um last year we we were uh, going out to shows more me and ansley my uh my new wife we just celebrated our two two-year wedding anniversary oh, on Monday. Congrats. thank you thank you and um we were um going to more and more shows um as it went and we were just you know seeing all these new bands pop up and you know really realizing you know the region was pretty cool and you know of course the the guy that used to run a record label and you know inside of me that's still there sad but still there yeah. like wanted to like do something like that again you know contribute again you know we have this really great local band called uh, billy bats and the maid man they're, they're children they're they're young i think their youngest guys like 15 or 16 their drummer three piece they're, they're the band that plays and you're like okay and then they play and you're like what the hell just happened you know they blow the roof off you know every show they play and they were doing a show and i was like i want to put out you know your new recordings you know i don't care how much money i lose or what we have to do but you know i want to do it or at least do something with it Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, the next day when I calmed down, I was like, I'm not doing that for sure. Um, <laughs> but we started trying to think of another way to uh, get back into it, get back into something, contribute, push back to the scene. And um, actually, Joe, Joe Queer called me one day and he's like, hey, man, I got this friend of mine band coming down from um, Delaware or Maine and uh, they, they're looking for a show. Mm-hmm. You know, could you, you know, help us find a show? I was like, Okay, I didn't know the band, uh, 61 Ghosts, you know, kind of like a weird two-piece bluesy rock noise band. I love them. Mm-hmm. But um, called my friend Denny, who uh, um, owns a, uh, a a bar in like a uh, pool hall outside of Atlanta. And I said, hey, man, you guys doing shows again? You got your place, you know, can I do it? He's like, here, talk to this person. I went and talked to his manager, and, and they gave me, they're like, yeah, we can do a Saturday show that day. How about you take all the Saturdays this summer? And um, we'll just give them to you and we'll work out a little deal and you can you know, throw some shows. So we threw that first show and um, it's kind of fun. We actually was pretty attended pretty well. And uh, then we did the rest of the summer. And um, 
we put mm-hmm. on some actually some pretty freaking great shows as far as i'm concerned i, I book the shows of the bands i want to see you know <laughs> like I, I line them up and i think it should be lined up and uh, i just wanted to say that i want to see the, uh, i'm tired of not being able to see the shows i want to see so i'm booking the bands i like and yeah. it just so happens other people like them too yeah you know we did our last show at that place it was called smoking cues and um again outside of the perimeter so it was out of the city which is hard to get people from the city to do to go but our last show was a hanging judge show with this other band soda city riot from uh south carolina they did a split release party we had 100 people at this little little bar we killed it and it was great but then we found out the uh the venue is stealing the door money or you know oh good skimming door money for the bands (laughs) and they were also like overcharging double charging uh people's credit cards and uh people were pissed so we cut ties with them and then we brought our shows back into the city and started doing shows uh you know at the star bar right now but um blabbermouth kind of started as a we didn't really know what was going to happen the idea was uh put as much effort into it as needed but let it grow its own way organically you know, don't force it out there and we got a hell of a great response and uh, people are supporting us and you know treating us really nice and now we're expanding into uh, getting back into doing tours and we're working on three tours right now for the summer that are uh, things I never thought I'd be doing mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and what's funny you know being out of the you know, out of the, the the small circle of the business for what 10, 12 years, a lot of my contacts and a lot of my people are, are still around, and um, I found that to be great. You know, I've, I've actually gotten to rebuild some bridges. Um, I've gotten That's to cool. you know rekindle relationships and stuff, and uh, it's actually you know kind of cool. And um, I don't know, we we feel lucky of, of how it's going, but we got really ambitious this year, and uh, <laughs> and that's fine, but. It, it, it's keeping us grounded, but we want to, we want to grow at our own pace. We want to do our own thing. We want to support our local scene, our region, and we want to help other bands. You know, we want to get back into the network and, and uh, support it that way. You know, I had a band back in the day. We were horrible, you know, it didn't matter, but <laughs> I did zines. I did uh, tour hustling for people. You know, I, I, I roadied and I, I drove and then, you know, we did the record label. I want to be able to contribute to this music that I love somehow and last 10 or 12 years i've spent it being a fan again and i missed that but uh now i can be a fan and support my people take care of them and help them out as much as i can what's cool about the the punk rock network is it hasn't changed Mm. like Mm. over the years it just it's still it's still that it's still grassroots it's still like phone calls and like helping helping somebody out from town to town putting people up it's still that way and that's to me is you know, one of the most rock and roll things in the world. Everything else has changed and grown and gotten, you know, far away from where it started. And uh, I think that's kind of sad, but punk rock is, it's still here, man. And, uh, you know, we're old now, but we still love it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, that's kind of like why we started the podcast. I mean, you know, just to kind of, with uh, COVID and shit and everybody's bands kind of being knocked out of shows and tours just to give people, you know, an outlet to still put content out and talk and like, you know, sure. help people find their shit. Um, well, a lot, a lot of people went that route and it, it was, you know, it was nice for the, all of us that were stuck at home doing nothing. Um, did um, you, did you guys get a chance to, uh, to look at the, look at the zine that we did? I did. I like, yeah, it's, it, did, it's did really, you get a copy? Did I send you copies or no, but I would I love to, I to, Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
Yeah, send me your addresses, guys, and I'll send you a couple copies. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that, that's our idea, too, is, you know, we're bringing back the zine. Like, we're doing blabbermouth booking, but we're also doing a fanzine, like a legitimate fanzine. And, uh, you know, the first one we did was on the queers for their 40th. Is, can you believe nobody really made a big deal about that? I know. Like, yeah, that's celebrating weird. their 40th anniversary, nobody made a big deal about it. I know. <laughs> yeah, we did a, we did their, uh, well, we did a show for them in D.C. on December 3rd. That was at the pie shop, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah. With the Huntington's? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So it was cool. I mean, Joe's just a great guy, man. Like we play, my band has played with them like a few years ago. Uh, he's just very gracious and very approachable. And, you know, it's, it's cool to, to have somebody who's, you know, as seasoned as he is to still be kind of, you know, do, doing the grunt work, bringing in the amps and shit, you know, like <laughs> it's kind of cool. He's doing more for this scene as an icon than anybody you know that we we consider you know that level i mean he wasn't always that way but he's definitely turned his you know latter part of the career into into something so positive like he helped i, I send bands to him all the time that need help or do recording or this or that and mm-hmm. no questions asked you know they, they take care of him and they do a really good job he, he's a i don't know like i said 25 years of joe i started <laughs> being terrified of him when i was a kid and then like for like 10 years, I thought I was just annoying whenever I was around. And now I call him my friend and, that, and that's a big deal to me. And I think it's a big deal to him too. He's, he's a great dude. And um, it was funny. I was talking to him earlier today because uh, one of my bands dropped off for this show this weekend because one of the guys got COVID. So I was going to replace him. So I told Joe, I was like, hey, so-and-so dropped off the show. He's like, oh, I got a band for you. I was like, okay, who? He's like, the gas station boner pills. Like, I was just talking <laughs> to the same a second ago. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'll send you their contact. I'm like, Joe. I introduced you to this band like two months ago. Like I brought them to you so you could, you recorded some of their music. That was me that made that contact. But yeah, great suggestion. So funny. he's, he's, he's funny. He's funny. That's a good name. The gas station. Yeah. The gas station motor pills. And they, they bring it They're uh, They ridiculously bring it. And uh, they're one of, they're one of my favorite you know local people because they don't take themselves too seriously and they have fun. And that's kind of what it's about. Right. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that is what it's about. You know, you get to put in the work along with it, but as long as you have fun doing it, you know. Absolutely. So it helps keep. So, like, like, like I said, we got very ambitious, especially near the end of the year. We had that show, and it was uh, the Jasons and the Huntington's and then uh, Soda City Ride, Billy Bats and the Maidman. That was like our big show. And it was great. It was so much fun. Joe hosted, um, he even did some queer songs with one of the bands. And then, uh, you know, we kind of celebrated him. But it, to, it, I worked so hard for that latter part of the year on all this stuff. And uh, I was kind of getting away from the point. Like I wanted it to kind of fit into my life and, and, and be a little bit easier, but um, I always bite off more than I can chew. So this year we're only going to do the zine twice a year. I think okay. and, um, we're going to do one for this summer for, you know, the tours that are going on and uh, some other like album releases and stuff like that. But um, uh, we're moving into not doing as many like one-off shows, but you know, working on the tours more. And then hopefully building up to, uh, you know, being able to do a really cool event uh, next year. We, we were planning a big event this year, but, you know, forces it be. It was beautiful on paper, but uh, it's just, yeah. it's just not, it's not going to work out. But we're going to turn it into something else that's still going to be fun. So, yeah. Uh, so I did talk with some of these bands I'm working with, and I am allowed to um, actually go public with some of the stuff that we're going to do. Cool. Do it. Maybe not super specific because we're still buttoning some stuff up. But um, the first one is I'm doing a early June tour for New York, 
city uh, pop punk band that challenged. They've been around forever. They, they self-release all their records. They're amazing. They're talented dudes. And um, very, very down to earth and cool. I When I started talking to them again, I knew about them back in like 2008. And I assumed by this point, you know, they would be like huge. But they just didn't care enough. They never, you know, went that way. They just, they work hard and play and they're uh, produce their own music and they're amazing. So we're going to do a little tour for them in June. And then like the big one is uh, we are bringing over the Mangies from Italy for about 15 days into June, early July. Um, celebrate their 30th anniversary. And uh it's uh, that's where we got super ambitious because we were trying to put together a really big two day event in Chicago. We had amazing bands lined up for it, all in the grants. You know, we had deals worked out with 20 of the best bands, and um, it was uh, you know, things didn't work out in the end, but that that's okay. But we're still, you know, working through and still the tour is still going to be full of amazing shows. And uh, some bands are getting back together to play these shows. Um, you know, some are little, some are big. It, it's we're gonna. I want them to be able to be celebrated by their fans, and by the bands that actually want to play with them. So we worked. We we did the math yesterday. Six months we've been working on this this tour. Damn. But it's gonna Damn. it's gonna pay out. It's gonna be good. They're gonna be touring uh, with a band from Florida called Dial Drive, which is not your typical, you know, pop punky like queer stuff or moan stuff. But they're really really good. They tour. 10 months out of the year they're they have a presence in almost every market around and they're really really good nice. and it made sense nice. uh, when we kind of paired them up so uh, we're really excited about that tour and uh hopefully i'm thinking about two weeks we're going to announce the whole whole shebang but uh, i can give you a rundown of where we're going though uh we'll be in atlanta indianapolis um new york uh, Boston area, Delaware, uh, DC, Akron, Ohio, Chicago, and Nashville for right now. But there's like three or four more dates we have to put in there. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun tour. It's gonna be some some fun shows. We're doing some live recordings during that time with them. Um, some video recording. Um, they're gonna be. I think we already talked to you guys about getting them on the podcast at one point, didn't we? I think you mentioned it a little bit. We talked briefly about it, but we can definitely have a more in-depth oh, yeah. conversation about that. 100%. Okay, cool. Because you guys are in D.C., right? Yep. Or that area? That yeah. area. Yeah. D.C. So, area. See, I don't know how many of these shows that I'm actually – I don't go on the road anymore because I, I don't. I just don't do it. Um, my, uh, my my son, Jack, who I mentioned earlier, he's going to actually start cutting his teeth this summer, going on the road and representing us and being me, doing these cool. deals. But um, some of these shows we're actually going to try to make it out to. We just don't know which ones. Yeah, but uh, I would like to come out to D.C., um, especially because, like, Pat Termite, the meeting Termites, you know, I love that guy. And he's been yeah. incredibly helpful, like, helping me do these tours. And, like, he's really nice, dude. He's, he's an amazing guy. I, I love him so much. He's, he's It's hard to talk to him on the phone because he, he talks so fast. And um, <laughs> can't keep up with him sometimes. But I, his energy, right? he's a cool dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, they've been doing this for 30 years, too, you know, which is it's cuckoo to me. But, but I love it. You should definitely come up to the DC one, man. That's I, we're thinking. You know, we have some time to take. You know, kind of like a four or five day. We just don't know which stretch or which stretches we're going to take. Um, like I said on the tour, some bands that are playing and support are actually getting back together. Um, do you guys remember a uh, a band from uh, uh, Insubordination Records called the Backseat Virgins? Sounds familiar to me. 
they did two records. Um, they were kind of, that's when InSub was putting out so much music. Like some stuff just got lost in the shuffle. Uh, they're a really great, like pop punk band from um, um, Alabama, Birmingham, Aniston area. And uh, Rapid Randy Hughes, the, the uh, singer, songwriter. He's uh, like my brother from another mother. I've known that guy for way too long. Amazing band. Look them up. Um, they're reforming. He's actually just secured his new band, and um, they're going to do uh, new recordings, new writing, and uh, they're going to go on tour too, which is uh, one of the coolest things ever. Uh, Randy had, has had a couple heart attacks in his life, and he did an open heart surgery almost maybe a year and a half ago, and uh, he came back this weirdly energized, like new guy who, like, you know, wants to get back out there and do it again. He's like taking over his own destiny. So that, that to me maybe because i'm their biggest fan i don't know that it make it's important to me but uh it's a pretty big deal that's awesome when you book these tours and stuff what are you guys in charge of like as far as the band minimums is there a, do you promise a minimum and is that on you or is that on the venue how does it how does it all work typically in like a perfect world i should have like a, a bank of money you know right. and uh when i talk to a band and they tell me what their guarantee is like they're like hey i need five hundred dollars is our guarantee for the show. That's on me. But the level of shows that we're doing like here in the city, we calculate it as close as we can to where we we all the money from the from the venue is going to, you know, be able to pay for. It. I don't know, I wouldn't have to front any money. Um but there's some situations, you know, where you do. If you have like a bigger band, sometimes they ask for like a deposit, but that's typically on me to provide that. We have had to chase money before, um which is hard. But now we're kind of getting to the point where this is how much we've promised or they asked for and we agreed to. So we're going to try to have that and then just pay ourselves. Get to that point. But for a tour, it's kind of like the bands, you know, a lot of bands will come to you and say for a weekday show, you know, we would, you know, really like this for a weekend show. We'd really like this. If it's a festival, you know, we're at this level. So when, you, when I'm talking to the venues and trying to, you know, if the date's available and they're willing to book the show, I'll say, this is what the band hopes to get. Or are we, in the, in the ballpark and then they'll come back tell me their deal or they'll come back and say or they'll even say it right away like hey you know we only pay 100 bucks or we only do this we only do that and then some bands are more flexible than others um like the challenge you know they're, they're they kind of just want to go out and have some fun um they're flexible and, and they're easy going but like a band like the Mangies, you know i have to make it make sense for them because you know the travel expenses and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and with band like the Mangies, you know i'm factoring in you know van rentals and hotels and you know, per DMs and, and, and shit like that. I ran a record label and kind of still do. It's just kind of on pause right now. But this, one of the bands on the label is from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Um, and they're putting out a new album this summer. And I might resurrect the label for this because they are incredible. Hell yeah. Um, and they want to come to the States and tour. So I was just wondering how that would all work. Um, I mean, Matt and I do shows, but we do one-offs. I might, I might have to pick your brain in the f- like sometime in the future. Um, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually start like if the band approaches me, like I'll start with like a kind of like a, a questionnaire, you know, I'll send them, you know, yeah. 10 questions. And then, they, they, you know, and then I kind of kind of go from there. And um, you know, then you start looking at a map and you start, you know, making a route and seeing what makes sense within their time frame mm-hmm. and, um, and throwing back a proposed schedule. Like, here's mm-hmm. this. And, you know, here's what I think we could accomplish money wise for you, you know, yeah. at these places. But, you know, I, I don't know yet. And then. You know, if that schedule doesn't work, you have alternates and you kind of flip flop it and, you know, you know, until we back and forth. So you guys all agree on it. 
what's hard for me like with this with this Maji's tour is uh six months now we've been working on it so a lot of shit's changed you know over the course of, of the plan like i mean the the support bands changed it's the, the third band you know that, that we uh we put on for support uh you know before the other two that didn't work out but it's it's a process and you have to take good notes and you have to communicate really well and you have to remember you know which email and which facebook like Fielding messages from like Facebook and Instagram and emails oh, yeah. is such a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you know, we, we try to be consistent. We do we try to treat everything, every band the same, or person, you know, coming to us the same. And we always we answer every email. We answer every message. Um, we don't leave people hanging. Yeah. Even if we don't like their music, you know, we might know somebody who does and maybe know somebody who can help. What's the name of the band? Uh Statues on Fire. Yeah. yeah they're super they're super good. Yeah, I mean, they're nice. really, yeah. Yeah, they're extremely talented. Like whenever like a Fat Records or Epitaph band goes down to Sao Paulo, they're usually on the bill with them. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. The, the South American punk bands are out of control. They've always been like that. Yeah. yeah. But I was always just like, why, <laughs> why are you slumming with my label? Because <laughs> they're, they're really <laughs> fucking good. But, um, you know. And he just sent me uh, all the tracks and the new album they're putting out this coming summer. And I was like, right. fuck. <laughs> I didn't want to start spending money again, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, vinyl is so right. fucking expensive, man. It's tough. It's stupid expensive. I'm yeah. tired of it. Yeah. And then to make it, people are waiting two years. Yep. Yeah. Right now, during for production, two years. It's yeah. freaking ridiculous. I'm still waiting for a couple records that I bought in 2019 to show up. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of in the same way. Like, you know, if it was like back stock or back order, or blah, blah, blah. Like I have a list, you know, next to my calendar and I'm just, I forgot about it. It's been so damn long. Yeah. I told him, I was like, look, I can't do vinyl right now, but cause they have a, they have a European record label and they had me in the States. Um, so I told him I could do their like us CD release if they wanted to. I'm supposed to talk to them like tomorrow or Friday. But... CDs, CD release. That's what's that? I know. That's all I can. <laughs> CDs, CDs, man, or cassettes? Maybe. Yeah, get them those cassette tapes, Ron. That's yeah. a collector's item. Don't, 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 don't support that. <laughs> I have such a problem with that. It is oh, really. Weird. Yeah, I mean, vinyl is the way to go, and like yeah, everybody has yeah. been, you know, spending the money to put their, their shit out on vinyl. And there's all this great stuff that's being re-released or never released, you know, from like the 2000s. Now it's on vinyl. I'm like so happy about some of this stuff. Yeah. But I don't know, like the tape thing. I was like, just one more thing I have to keep up with, and I want to do that. <laughs> you could, you could get them eight tracks, Ron. <laughs> the real collectors. Just keep item. bringing back like old, old, old shit. I, I still have a fold, fold up CD book in my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got oh, one yeah. somewhere. I don't know where yeah. it is, but it exists still. What's the most memorable show you've ever been to? Most memorable show. Or put on? How about the most, the most memorable one you've ever put on? Oh, probably um, the Going Nowhere Fest up in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, when I was up there. It was, what, 2009, 2008? Um, it was pretty dope. I mean, it was basically attended by the bands, but, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, um, we had, like, the Huntington's headline one night with Sloppy Seconds. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I, I put out, like, six or seven records that weekend, too. We did a record for this band called Magnifox from uh, Chicago. And it's basically all the guys from Sludgeworth minus Dan and um, just with a different singer and a different band. And um, 
those guys were awesome. And like got to put out their record. They played uh, 20 blows were in town. They played, you know, we had a really, really fun show with like 25 of the, of the coolest Midwest bands at that time. But that was, that was, that was one of my, my, uh, my best memories, I think as, as far as something I did. So I remember standing there just going like, okay, yeah. you know, I lost my ass on this, but it's yeah. still totally worth it. Yeah. yeah you know, totally you had a good time. <laughs> yeah. If you, you know, if you granted, probably not going to spend that much money, but if you know, if you go to a big show, you're going to spend a bunch of money to have a good time. You might as well spend a bunch of money to put it together. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, for it's, sure. Not, it's not the goal, but you know, it's right. it's fun. I just always felt bad because um, you know, I don't know. I was letting people in for free and stuff, and like you know, giving away giving away the house. Like we never made money off any of our releases or anything like that. I was always putting them in people's hands. And, you know, just trying to make people have a good experience. Because I remember when I was a kid and I go to shows and I'd get a free T-shirt or like some stickers or something. It was like the best part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we tried. We tried to do stuff like that. When I started the label and then started playing in a band again, it just it I I went for I was like I was going through this like depression where I was just like working, coming home, working, coming home, and I had been out of punk rock for a while, and it was just like I need to do something, like just. And and once I started doing it, it's just like it's like free changed my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, just just being at, just being helpful in the scene and then being in the scene in some capacity is just where I belong. And well, I'm sure you feel the same about way. our scene is there's always a place for everybody. Yeah. You know, but even as a fan, just a fan, you're still contributing. And um that right. that's what what, what I don't know. I it's the energy. It's, it's something about that, you know, helping people, connecting people, you know, making, making all that kind of stuff happen. It's, it's, I won't say magical, but it's, it, it, it makes you feel good, you know, about being a part of something like that. When all punk rock started, like why a lot of kids got into it back in the day was because they felt alone because they felt, you know, not a part of something. Exactly. And that's where all of us assholes ended up and they, we all became friends and, you know, yeah. with some cool bands. So, I mean, yeah. it's a win-win. I think. Totally. Sure. Yep. Yeah, it is. And, you know, moving forward into whatever the hell this future is, you know, yeah, we'll see this. Yeah, this uh, this community needs to, you know, keep banded together because like it, it kind of seemed a little bit there, like during all the covid stuff, that stuff was starting to get torn apart a little bit. And, and you yeah. know, I think we all knew we were going to resurface and and do OK. But, it, you know, it gave you a little bit of a glimpse into like. Hey, somebody threw a wrench in the gears here. Like, this is this is kind of possible for this shit to come tearing down. You know how fragile it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like when when this shit comes back, let's let's hit the ground running and fucking build this bigger and better than it was before. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. One one of my biggest disappointments, you know, or kind of letdowns, you know, when I kind of got back in and start paying attention again was how we used to have, you know. Quite a few like little indie labels, you know, all around our country. There were some of them doing really great things, some of them doing, you know, minimal things, but there were a lot. And now there aren't. Yeah. And um, yeah. It, that, that blows my mind. Like I was fascinated with uh, Mom's Basement Records when I just, you know, discovered them a few years ago. Just fascinated because the, the output was ridiculous. And, you know, working with labels, like, you, you know, you might both know that it takes money, you know, yeah. and the matter of output, I was like, it's, guy's a millionaire or something or like a super cool guy or this or that but uh i was like i don't know but he was doing the work of like you know six different labels you know you know and and i was amazed we finally connected and became friends and he's a great dude 
And uh, he's got a lot of cool ideas and he supports a lot of great music. And John Prophet's a, he's an okay guy. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's like another, another little small, you know, well, it's not so small anymore, but uprising right label. Uh, if you've heard of him, coffin curse records. Yeah. I have no, Mike Billups who runs that record. I have no idea how he puts so many releases out. Like, I swear to God, the dude's put out like 40 releases in the last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, what that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I know he's that's not rich. Ridiculous. I talked to him. I know he's not rich. I don't know how he fucking does it. <laughs> I mean, is he selling records, though? Uh, uh, he says some they do all right. Others, you know, he takes a loss on or whatever. But um, I, I just I don't know how he keeps it up. But he keeps pushing forward, you know, and growing. And, hey, fuck yeah. You know, we need people like that. I, I got a buddy here in Atlanta. His name's Stuart. He runs a, a label called No Breaks. And um, we used to do, uh, we did some split seven inches together back in the day. And that guy is like a very like grassrootsy, like, you know, house shows type of guy. But I just assumed, you know, over the years that his label went defunct. And, you know, when I closed up shot with mine, we were what, 23 releases. And I think he was up there at like 19 or something. I looked the other day. He's got like sixty-five releases, Damn. and he's still Damn. doing stuff like he's doing mixtapes. He's doing like you know cool four-way splits. I mean, he's doing crazy stuff, but it's all for bands that nobody knows, you know. And he's trying to still trying to do what he's been doing for you know since two thousand five. Yeah. I mean, if he uh, that kind of stuff is cool, to me. you know, fuck yeah, if he loves doing that shit, hell yeah, like. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I I highly commend you. Yeah. <laughs> for shit like that yeah. highly commend he, he, he makes it work somehow and uh you know I, I support that what are you currently listening to these days Ooh, these days oh what, what's the name of that band it's this french band the limojis is that how you say it are they like a pop punk band? i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right l-i-m-o-g-e-s hmm, i'll have to check them out okay yeah they're pretty yeah, cool. Not. I uh, I found them on the um, on the striped website, and uh, we've been listening to them, and we cannot stop listening to uh, Ammo and the Sniffers. Oh, so yeah, cool. yeah they're uh, great <laughs> from Australia. Yeah, I slept on those guys, man. They're they're awesome. I, like I don't hate any of it, and it's, it's weird. Australia has some really interesting, like old school punk bands that have been blowing up in the last few years. Well, I uh, I discovered them like a month apparently after they had played Atlanta, and um, that, that was kind of depressing because <laughs> I even sent them like an Instagram message when I was like falling in love with their music, not realizing that they're from across the world. Like, hey, if you're ever in America, you know, I totally love to help you out or do something to point you in the right direction. You know, of course they never messaged me back, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think Amel and the Sniffers tour here. I mean, they they're like torn with some like national fucking. It was a big band. I don't remember who yeah. it was, but it was a big band that they were touring with. Maybe yeah. not somebody that I was into, but that, them in the chats, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I have been listening to the the, Hang, the Hanging Judges' new record a lot. You when know, was their, their last their, record before the new one? Yeah, this is this is their debut. That's their they debut. Done, they did, Didn't they have like a? Yeah, they they did a split split CD, which was supposed to be a seven inch last year okay. with Soda City, and then they did like a, a single. Okay, like a like a seven inch single couple years ago but you know it's, it's about time they put it out because they're an yeah. amazing band yeah. you'll have to check them out i i have not listened to them so well you know i'm, I'm probably gonna pick up a few copies of the album or something i could probably send it your way well, send yeah. you one. Hell yeah i mean I talk that. about it on, you know on, on, on there or whatever i mean they're, they're good dudes they'll um 
you know, they're, they're fun to talk to. They're fun to see live. And, and all of them are all like all in other bands too around here, but yeah. like uh, R- Richard, the singer, he's in, he's, he plays guitar for the antagonizers Atlanta and, um, you know, kind of like a street punk skinhead band. Yeah. That's uh, apparently a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. um, love to have him on or something, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, if you guys know Cheeto, just, you know, hit him up. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's always about that kind of stuff. And um, it's, it's worth it. We're going to film, uh, do some like professional filming of uh, their performance on uh, on a Friday to see if we can get like a really good music video or two um, for um, you know for a new record. Didn't Jove just film with them on a show? Yeah, he's he's actually he's playing with them again um, this week because uh, Jeremy um, there was some altercation when they were down in Florida and uh, he got he got hurt. Um, I don't know if it was he got jumped or it was a fight or he got robbed or something, but he was in the hospital for a little while and uh, he's still just at a hundred percent. So mm. that's actually one of Atlanta's problems. Like uh, punks get jumped a lot. Really? Like we had a guy that was a singer for a band called strike first. His name's Win. like last year on the walking from his car to a show carrying his guitar. He got, he got car pulled up, six guys jumped out, beat the crap out of him. And, uh, he was in the hospital for a long time. He had surgeries and stuff. They're finally having their first practice since all that, like this weekend. But shit like that happens all the time yeah. in town. Yeah, that sucks. It's unfortunate for sure. I mean, because Atlanta used to have a, a skinhead problem, like way back in the day, like a bad, the bad yeah, kind of skinheads. I've heard yeah. that before. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I didn't like that at all. But, you know, it changed and, you know, we all took back our city and all that kind of crap. But uh, now we just have these, you know, kids who just rob people, you know, for nothing. And Wynn's like a scary looking dude too, but he's a freaking teddy bear. But you know, he he's formidable looking, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yeah. he's one of the yeah. nicest guys, you know, out there. Like uh, they promised me when they're come when they come back and finally play again, um, I get to do the show hopefully. So that's, nice. that's a good thing too. I'm going to ask you these three questions that we ask everybody. Um, okay. If you were on death row, what would your final meal be? Two slices of Jason from this. Uh, this uh, restaurant here, uh, is Diabetes Pizza Place. It's slice of pizza, macaroni and cheese with candied sriracha bacon. Oh, oh yeah, what's it called? Oh, yeah. it's called the Jason. I guess that's the guy who came up with it. Oh, but man. how they do their bacon there? <laughs> Two slices it's, of the like, Jason. I, you know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> nice. It it's a uh, it, I don't know. It's something about it that that does it every time for me. So I love that. Yeah, that's I think that would be it. That's cool. There's mac and cheese on the slice. Yeah, it's like mac and cheese, like baked mac and cheese with uh, the bacon on top of it. Damn. You've not, there's, there's a spot here around that does that too every yeah. once in a while. Especially, yeah, it's like mac and it's like, uh, it's like bacon mac and cheese or something like, like similar that. to that. But uh, I think the, what you're just talking about has probably a little bit more than the one here. But yeah, it's good. Like, like I have a chef background and I've been trying to recreate that shit for, I don't know, five years, and I still can't. <laughs> I make it taste good, but it's not yeah. It's not what they do. So, yeah, that's what I do. Cool. All right, second question is, if you, um, one of the things you could do now is if you get cremated, they could take your ashes and actually make a vinyl record out of it. So if you were going to have your ashes eternalized in an album of your choice, which one would you pick? Like whole album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, um, it would have to be between two because it's a it's a double album. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street. That's a that's a first. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That's, God, that's one of the best records ever ever made. The story of, of you know when they made that record was pretty cool too. I mean, if you could look past the fact that you know, well, they were exiled to France because they couldn't pay taxes or didn't want to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's kind of that's kind of shitty, but you know they had a good time. Like that whole summer where they recorded in the house, they had a whole thing wired, and they, you know, just played music and did drugs and lived debaucherously. <laughs> That's way to do it. That's very punk rock. And didn't pay taxes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah it, just because they didn't want to pay taxes. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. <laughs> but All right. Third question is who is on your Mount Rushmore of punk rock? And you get five people because you get a crazy horse, too. Ooh, five people. Mount Rushmore of punk rock. Didi, number one. Mm-hmm. Dee Ramon, for sure. Um, I don't like a lot of other people, but Didi. For sure, um, a punk rock Joe. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll Joe Queer up there because mm-hmm. yeah, I love that guy. And yeah, see Joe D. Uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, Henry Rollins. It's for a lot of different reasons. It's not because yeah. I like his music or respect him or anything like that necessarily. It's just uh, I think I think he's pretty punk rock. Yeah, for sure. He, <clears throat> how can he not be at this point? I think that's the first. Is that the first Henry Rollins? No, no. There's been other Henrys. There has been. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, you, yeah, you, you know, you gotta. If you were in Johnny Mnemonic, you're on punk rock Mount Rushmore. <laughs> period. That's just how that rule works. <laughs> like I, I have this. We have this thing sometimes where we're up late talking and shit. We're talking about like who, what's another three people that we want at the dinner table with us? You know, to like talk shit about. But mine's evolved into like I want them to answer. For what they've done, you know, like I want to put like Ian McKay and, and Henry Rollins and like, um, you know, oh God, who was, another, who was the other guy that was thinking of it? Just to see if they, they can like, like, you you know, you didn't do what you're supposed to do or this or that, or like answer for yourself. But uh, <laughs> that, I think that's funny. But yeah, okay, so I got two more. Um, yeah. hmm, I don't know. Oh, this is hard. This is a really tough question for me. I don't know why. Um, it's not an easy one. No, it, it really isn't because you, you're thinking like infamous and then you're thinking like, you know, people, you know, that are just like cool as fuck. God, okay. Jerry Hormone. That's the first. Hopefully you won't hear this. That, Jerry Hormone is that, the coolest motherfucker I've ever met in my entire life. And I that's another first. Yep. Jerry Hormone, for sure. And let's see. Oh, um, uh, New Bomb Turks singer. Oh. Um, Spacing yeah. on his name. Uh, I'm drawing a blank too. Man, I, I had forgotten all about the new bomb Turks. Holy shit. <laughs> now you, you're, oh, yeah. you're probably caused me to listen to them. For I, like- I, I was talking to those guys a couple months ago about trying to get him, get him to play shows again. He had, he had some surgery on like his legs or ankles or some shit like that. And he's not going to be ready to play for a long time, but um, they're amazing. You know what? But it's going to be half him and half uh, black, black Dahlia. Is that the first black? You know what? It might be. It might be. There may have been one other one, but I feel like that that might be the first. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because if it's, not, it's the, only the second one, so yeah. he's one of the realest dudes out there, man. He's he's he, he's. It's great because when he's on stage, he's turned on. He's, he's fucking. He's that guy. But when he's yeah. off stage, he's like still wearing his fingerless gloves, but he's drinking like imported beer and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> he doesn't mind you making fun of him stuff like that. He's. Uh, for as long as I've been seeing him, 20, 25 years, like it's not as messy as it used to be the shows, but they're still bringing, you know, really, really great shows. Yeah. 
we've we've actually had him on here before. He was he was real nice. Oh, he's fun. Yeah, he's fun. So you think that you would possibly come to DC in the summer? I think we might because how it lines up on the um because we want to hit DC, Akron, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of all back to back. So I'm thinking we might do that because um, I do want to catch up with like Pat. And I do want to catch up with Jay from the Prozacs because he's playing that DC show too. And, um, just, you know, I want to see some old friends. Yeah. You know, play some cool shows. We did have for the Atlanta date, um, this major tour. Um, I had Chris Barrows like agreed to like bring the Chris Barrows band up from Florida, you know, to play because, you know, they did a couple one-offs last year. And then he talked me into like a pink Lincoln's reunion. Oh, wow. Like we're going to film it, do all this, you know, cool crap for it. But um, it kind of fell apart because he who cannot be named from the dwarves was playing with Chris mm-hmm. and they're going to be in Europe on tour or some shit like that. So it just, it didn't work out, but yeah. we're hoping for later yeah. in the year maybe. But um, that's actually been the coolest part of Blabbermouth for me is, um, you know, when you send somebody a message, like just a cold call, you know, maybe it's like the singer of a really great band that you love mm-hmm. or whatever. You half expect nothing. The people that I've been able to connect with, like, mm-hmm. and like talk to and like, you know, make deals with, like doing this whole thing, it's been amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Chris Barrow's calling me up on the phone, us talking, you know, was a really, really cool thing to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got, uh, I got, I was talking with, um, what's his name from, um, um, do you remember Shot Baker from Chicago? Yeah. 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 Like, I've been, I've been talking to Tony Kovacs about all that. You know, he's got a new band and, um, you know, we're making some plans, you know, to work with them on some weird stuff they're doing. And it's really great stuff. Like Shot Baker was willing to do a reunion for us. I mean, we got, it's just, it's just the people that you get to talk to. I got to talk to Nikki Corvette a little while. Like it was, it it makes me feel fortunate to to be a part of this scene because uh, the people are reachable and they're there. And, and, and they, you know, a lot of them, some of them, you know, I'm not going to talk about my negative experiences this last couple of months, but you know, some of them are there, some of them are not, but more so, positivity and um that really went a long way for me you know it's been a rough last couple six seven eight years for for me and, and the family and stuff so it actually uh it, it's uh it's nice now and, and I'm, I'm happy to uh, be contributing and i'm happy to you know bring people these shows because it's all about like i said that moment when you have to show people having fun and you stop and look around and you're like we did this you yeah, know we made this happen that's one of the best feelings ever like when we do a show in dc and we like kind of sit back and just watch a packed house people laughing and drinking and having a good time it's like yep it's just it's yeah it's there's nothing like it man it's it's really yep. cool yeah. that uh yeah the um the when we hosted the queers up there recently was like our first like obh fest or our brains hurt fest right it's very specifically that show was really cool to kind of sit back and watch all the people that showed up and you know it yeah it was uh yeah you know just it, i think it put a smile on everybody's face including our own you know it was really- yeah totally. yeah well, that, that's that's better than money man that's better than success that's that's you know that yeah. you're doing it and that, yep. that's a good feeling like you said all right so my last little tease i'd like to do when i was talking about how you know i got to link up with people and talk to people and, and like you know make deals and stuff um one of the ones that surprised the shit out of me was um uh, contacting uh, JJ from the Nobodies. Oh nice. hell yeah! Remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah! I love the Nobodies, man. Well, uh, late August, early September, they're going to be out on the road. 
Um, and, you know, we're putting it together. It's going to be a ramshackle, like 11 days, maybe a half day off, you know, just hitting it. Um, I don't know how far north we're going to get, but they're they're going to be out there uh, hitting the road again. And uh, they're recording some new music. They put out a, a new record like a couple, couple years ago. Where are they from? Are they but, from uh, Texas? No, Colorado. 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 Okay. Oh, I was thinking of, I think, 30 Foot Fall. I think I remember seeing them play together. I think 30 Foot Fall was from Texas. I think. Cool. So that, that's like my whole, my, my other big thing that I'm working on. I'm very, very proud of. I mean, fucking 16 year old me is like ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been a long time since I got to see the nobodies and, um, and, uh, to actually help them get back out on the road. Like I didn't even have to talk him into it. I made like a drunken, like 2 a.m. pitch on Facebook, I think. Yeah. And uh, he comes back, he goes, sounds rad. And then, you know, it, it, it evolved from there. And um, <laughs> you know, now we're doing a, you know, a tour for the nobodies. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Punk awesome. rock's the fucking best. <laughs> yep. It's the best. But um, well, tell everybody where they could find Blabbermouth. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook at, at Blabbermouth Ryan Rude. And uh, Instagram, the same. And um, we're working on our website right now. Um, you know, we're trying to get the digital zine up and going. But uh, like I said, going at it at our own pace. But uh, basically, we do a lot of our um, our, our stuff on uh, on Facebook. Uh, just at Blabbermouth Ryan Root. Cool, man. Well, I didn't, I didn't get, even get a chance to get into some of the other stuff I wanted to talk to you about of some of the other stuff in your career. <laughs> Yeah, which which still is in my brain. So we're gonna leave this open for uh, a part two, or, or you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I I for got sure, sure. I, I've been dipping my toe into a certain in, industry here, um, and and I, yeah, I got lots of stuff to talk to you about. So we're we'll we'll do a part two of this here coming soon. Well, you know, you also have my number too, so you know you can text me, call me anytime you want. Yeah, you know, cool. I, I love. I, I've got a story for a lot of a lot of different situations. Some I like to tell, some I don't like to tell, but you know, there uh, there's some fun stories. Yeah, Ooh, cool. Do you remember the Hollywood Blondes? Uh, no. Yes, I, I think I, from, I, they're they're from Ohio, right? I think some, something like that. He did that one record back, you know, on Cocktail Nation back in the 2000s. Um, Stiv wrote a song on a split, a four-way split called uh, Winona, and it was about Winona Ryder. <laughs> um, I worked. I hadn't talked to Stiv in like eight years or so, but I was I worked Stranger Things season two, and um, I had moments where you know I had to spend a significant amount of time mm-hmm. with her, and she yes, she is crazy i don't know if i can get sued for that but yeah she's a weirdo and um but it <laughs> occurred to me one day oh, allegedly, allegedly yeah. <laughs> no, no, certifiable um <laughs> it occurred to me one day that that song about that song so i went home and burned burned a disc and brought it to her i was like hey this is i don't know if you've ever heard this or care but you know here's this uh this cd and um she listened to it i guess and then came back and told me she's like oh my god is this boy cute or like who wrote this like tell me all about him did I listen that and I just didn't tell Stiv for some reason I, I don't know why but later I told him about it and he like I kind of lost his mind but, uh, <laughs> other things like that happen sometimes other. allegedly that's yeah. awesome allegedly yeah no, she's a, have, she's have, have you back on to talk about the film stuff for sure yes yes a hundred percent cool uh yeah see because now I'm like I'm basically like all the way out of it um or getting to that point and um i have no like regrets i had my time you know mm-hmm. i did it and there were amazing moments but it's not worth the uh the uh, concession of how shitty it can be too at mm-hmm. the same time yeah like half of it's being good at what you do and half of it's kissing somebody else's ass and i'm not really yeah. good at that so <laughs> i just want to work yeah. and do stuff it's, yeah. it's just not worth it when you come home after a long day and you feel like you just hate the world and 
there's no reason for it you know right you can be artistic and creative you know in, in other aspects and not fucking sacrifice yourself yeah 100 yeah yeah i look forward to that yeah we're, we're, we're gonna do a part two and talk about all that shit awesome all right cool, cool. man thanks a lot for doing this really yeah. appreciate it oh thank you all right guys yeah. talk soon yeah we'll definitely sure. be in touch all right later man Thanks for hanging out for another week. Be sure to check out punkboxrocks.com and merchslet.com. Check us out on all social media outlets at ourbrainshurt and at ourbrainshurt.com. We will talk to you next week. Stay safe. Adios. How do I do this shit? I can still hear you. Uh, so what, what do I have to press? Close.